You run. Smoke fills your lungs. You run some more. Eyes sting. The pain. Others run in every different direction. You can't breathe. It's complete chaos. You heard a boom that sounded like the earth cracked in half. Then... Hold on now. Let's go back a couple hours and tell this story from the beginning. You wake up as the sun comes up, as almost everyone does in your town. As you stretch and look out your window, you can see the great mountains to the northwest. It's approaching fall, and the leaves of the trees are changing. The mountain looks like a painting, a mural, a massive mural. You can't believe the beauty of this town. You haven't been here long, and it still amazes you every time you look around. The smell of the sea that lies west of your house reminds you of your livelihood. The sea brought you here. The port. The docks. You work on the docks as a dock manager. It's not a great job, but it keeps you from the farming of your ancestors, and it affords you and your small family enough for a small home. The city is coming alive around you. You don't have to strain to hear people moving about. Wheels are turning on the paved roads outside, and you can hear the sounds of children playing. After getting dressed, you sit down at the table with your wife and two kids for a quick breakfast. Most days you would just have some bread, but today is special, and you have some cheese and olives with it. There's going to be a big festival tonight. You dip your bread in some wine to soften it up. It tastes better with the wine. It's unfortunately that you only have wine on special occasions. As you leave your home, your children run to, run to you to say goodbye. You tell them you'll see them later. You walk down to the dock to meet the ships that are arriving today. Your boss owns the ships, and you manage the slaves that unload them. The ships bring olive oil, pottery, and all other manner of goods from all around the empire. You think about the celebration that's going to happen tonight. You're ready for the gladiatorial fights that will happen in the amphitheater. You daydream about Tetraites, your favorite gladiator. Unfortunately, he isn't fighting tonight. Your boss, the owner of the ships, claps his hand in front of your face. You break out of your daydream. You immediately start shouting orders to the slaves. Boom! You stagger as the earth shakes under you. Earthquakes aren't rare here. In fact, they happen quite frequently, but this one seems even larger than normal. As you regain your balance, you look to the mountains northwest of here, and you see Vesuvius shooting molten rock, pulverized pumice, and hot ash into the sky. We're going to step back from the story here and put some numbers to the eruption of Vesuvius. Superheated volcanic fragments called tephra and gases were shot to a height of 21 miles or 33 kilometers. The molten rock, pulverized pumice, and hot ash were ejected at 1.5 million tons per second, releasing 100,000 times the thermal energy of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Hello, I'm Ronnie Lutz. This is The Liner Project. Welcome back to The Liner Project. This episode is number two, and I'm excited. We're going to talk about Susie and the Banshee song, Cities in the Dust. Cities in Dust is about the Mount Vesuvius volcanic eruption, as you've probably already guessed. The eruption happened in September or October of 79 AD. Most people believe it was in October now, whereas previously people thought it was in September. Probably had to do with the Roman calendar. As a little aside, have you ever wondered why October, with the prefix octo, which means eight, is our tenth month, and September, with the prefix sept, which means seventh, is our ninth month? 
Same could be said for December. Deca means 10, and it's our 12th month. The Roman calendar, our fasti, as it would have been called, originally only had 10 months. They started their calendar in March and ended it in December. There were no months for January and February. You could do a whole podcast series on the different Roman calendars and the iterations of it. Suffice it to say, it's very complicated, and I'm happy we have our current system. On to the music. Let's learn a little about the history of Susie and the Banshees. They were a British rock band formed in London in 1976. Susan Janet Ballion, who is known professionally as Susie Sue, was born in London, England in 1957. Susie and the Banshees were active from 1976 to 1996. They released 11 albums and had several UK Top 20 singles and one Billboard Top 25 hit, Kiss Them For Me. Cities and Dust is not one of the songs that made it big, but it's a song I enjoy. It sounds 80s, as it should, since it was released in 1985. It's off their seventh album, Tinderbox. Now let's listen to some of the lyrics of the song. Here Sue is talking about under the mountain, meaning Mount Vesuvius, and the golden fountain is the molten rock that spews out of the eruption. I love the next line because it asks if the Romans of Pompeii were praying to the Lares. Lares are guardian deities who were believed to observe, protect, and influence all that happened within the boundaries of their location. Typical Roman households would have owned at least one protective Lares figure. The figure would have been housed in a shrine, but it could also be moved. The figures would be placed at the table during family meals and banquets. Larry's played a huge role in the lives of Romans. If you search Larry's Pompeii, L-A-R-E-S, Pompeii, online, you will see some of the paintings of some of the Larry's that were there at the time. Then we move to part of the song that was kind of like the story that I told. As you can imagine, as this was happening, people were panicking and running through the streets. Our character was trying to get back home to his wife and kids and get them out. The dock he worked on was close to his house, so in theory he could have made it. The eruption of Mount Vesuvius lasted a couple of days, and most of the almost 20,000 inhabitants of Pompeii made it out alive, but there were thousands that didn't, as described by this song. You molten bodies, blankets of cinder. Pompeii though destroyed by Mount Vesuvius, is really still alive today. The we in this verse is referencing the people of the present. The archaeologists that discovered the ruins of Pompeii and the people that were encased in the ashes of Mount Vesuvius. 
The former glories and all their stories line refers to the excavation themselves that have been found. Dragged and washed with eager hands is talking about how the archaeologists sort and sift and clean all the artifacts left behind. A lot of what we know about how Roman towns looked comes straight from Pompeii and Herculaneum, another town that was destroyed during this eruption. When you think of Roman historical buildings, or statues, or really not just Roman, any historical buildings, you typically think of white or gray. Most of the buildings and statues have been whitewashed by the history of erosion, but Rome was vibrant. Rome was colorful. Rome was not boring as you might think when looking at surviving buildings today. Do yourself a favor and search Pompeii images in your search engine of choice and take a look at the splendor of the city. I, unfortunately, can only look at pictures because I've never been there, but the pictures really do tell a story. Let me warn you though, in some of the pictures you might see some phalluses, so be prepared. You would think you were probably in a fairly modern city walking the streets of Pompeii. There are surviving restaurants and street vendors, but unlike most cities, there are also stone phalluses almost everywhere. They are hiding in the roads, adorning the walls, and hanging above doorways and ovens. There have been a lot of speculation as to what these mean over the years. A lot of people thought originally that they led to brothels since they were in roads kind of directing the way. But since they're also hanging over doors and over ovens, I don't think that's a very good, very logical explanation. Certainly there aren't any brothels and ovens. Well, I hope not. The reason for these fallacies are still not understood, and maybe they probably never will. When Pompeii was first excavated, and people were first allowed to tour the city, all the fallacies were covered up or hidden, and your average people didn't even know that these fallacies existed. They didn't think that people should be able to look at them. Pompeii is still being actively excavated today, and the archaeologists are still uncovering great secrets. Just the other day, a ceremonial chariot was an unveiled that was found in 2018. The carriage was likely used in festivals and parades. It probably would have been used in the celebration that our character was going to, but we will never know. A couple of friends of mine that I talked to went to Pompeii a few years back. They actually went there accidentally because of a mix-up while booking their vacation. Neither one of them knew what Pompeii was, but both said it might have been the highlight of their trip. One of these days, I will make it to Pompeii and I will walk the streets. Due to the complete disaster of Mount Vesuvius, we have a clearer understanding of people that lived almost 2,000 years ago. I'm completely fascinated by the Romans, and Pompeii allows me to step back and see what living in a Roman town would have actually been like. That's going to do it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I can be found on Twitter, at Ronnie Lutz. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram as well, at The Liner Project. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.